Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Hey folks, bottom of the seventh, Cubs leading the Blue Jays 7-5. Elks trading today. Thomas Costigan, defensive lineman, defensive back, Defeast Lion, both having pretty good seasons. Go to Montreal. The Elks get a third rounder in 2023. They also get defensive end Avery Ellis, who's been in the CFL since 2017, played for Ottawa and now for Montreal after playing NCAA football at Temple. Chris Jones, head coach at GM of the Elks, was on the show earlier, and I asked him about the new guy, Avery Ellis. Avery Ellis. Yeah, Avery's been in the league quite some time. I saw him first in the East-West game, I think it was, years ago, and he was a productive player in college and has been a you know, a, a reasonably productive guy in this league, very similar to the numbers uh, for for Costigan. And so they, they had an interest, uh, I think, because of uh, Noel's understanding of who he was. And so... Um, that it was kind of a you know a guy for a guy there uh you know it's a business decision Costigan's a great kid he worked extremely hard for us but uh but when you start involving third round draft picks especially with us missing a second because we took Pelly in the uh supplemental a year ago or this past spring uh it allowed us to to get the second third Okay. Uh, I, you know, I want to ask you, because obviously I've seen some reaction from fans about this trade, and, and, and people have kind of sent me messages. Like, like I, and I thought Koskinen and, and Lyon were having pretty good seasons. I mean, Lyon had that uh, a pick against the Riders, had another pick called back. Koskinen's got in there for some pressure on the quarterback. So I, I guess the question is, how much of this trade is for this season, and how much of this trade is perhaps already, you know, looking down the road for the long-term plan you and G-Roy have? Yeah, you always have to, you know, be looking for the long-term success of the team. So it's not just for the immediate this year. You always have to be looking at least 12 months, if not 24 months down the road. And so, again, it's, uh, you know, when somebody gives you something of value and they're, and they're presenting it to you, you have to consider it very seriously. Okay. Um, the, the season for you guys, hey, we know there's been uh, some tough games, uh, three wins along the way. You did have a couple games against BC and one against Calgary where that, that got out of hand. Every other game has been quite close, Chris. I mean, this past week against uh, Ottawa, twice against the Riders, you guys had the lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, Winnipeg, I mean, you barely let them touch the ball for most of the night, and you, you unfortunately you weren't able to get the, the win. In your mind, what are a couple of, uh, of key reasons that you're coming up short in some of these close games? 
Uh, hell, I mean, nobody's more frustrated than our players are and, and, and our coaches. I mean, it's one of those things where we've got to learn to win football games, and right now we're we're playing just just good enough to stay close in these games. And so we've got to we've got to play more acute football. We've got to we've got to coach them better. We've got to play better. We've got to execute better, and we've got to get back to having fun playing football. And I think that's the thing that we're we're going to concentrate this week. Uh, we're going to essentially going to uh, you know, small, shorten down the playlist and, and that type of thing and allow our kids to play fast and, and have a good time playing the game. And so, um, but, but we're close. You know, we've just got to keep on grinding. All right, a little bit there from my interview with Chris Jones earlier in the show. You can get the full thing by uh, looking for the Inside Sports Podcast or going to the show page on 630ched.com. Um I got a message here from uh, a big Elks fan who lives on the West Coast. He says, I'm not a huge fan of Chris Jones's reasons for making that trade. When you are building, why trade young players who actually contribute? Trading Lyon bothers me the most. He's trading decent DBs, but continuing to play Duran Carter in the secondary makes no sense. I think that's a fair criticism uh, and a fair observation. Uh, yeah, this trade, I, I think, has caught a lot of people by surprise. You know, reading into what Jones says, it seems to think, he said about Ellis and Costigan, he said it's a guy for a guy. He seemed to indicate that Noel Thorpe with the Owls, uh, you know, likes Costigan, so so they made that deal. Uh, you know, I've talked to a couple of people who seem to think Ellis is a pretty good player. The Feast Lion, yes, maybe the 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 best player in a position group that hasn't been very strong for the Elks this season. I, I mentioned, you know, a big interception against the Riders, had another interception that might have helped the Elks. I mean, they probably win the game if that interception stands. It's called off for pass interference because who committed a sloppy PI on the play? Deron Carter, who I get that, that you know, this texture and some fans think is a frustrating player. Um they're getting a draft pick, which Jones seems to covet if, if you can build that way and, and, and bump up the uh, Canadian content. But in the short term, um, it, it doesn't seem now we'll see on Monday. And, you know, I'm not I'm not at the practices like David Morley are to see all the guys. But it's it, let's assume that Ellison Costigan is a wash. Who's coming in in the secondary that's going to make it better right? against a very good Calgary team that scored 49 points on you? or whatever it was when you played a few weeks ago. So, you know, that's a fair observation. I get the criticism. I also get what Chris Jones is saying. He, you know, he's he's got to think about the future, and, and he's trying to be patient and, and build something here out of a tough year last year. I, the record is poor. I don't know how many wins they have in their final seven games. First of all, like I said earlier with the playoffs, that is a long, long shot because you're probably going to have to go at least five and two to get into the postseason, And that might be enough. That might, or so that might not be enough. You could, I mean, the Elks could go five and five and two, the rest of the way, even six and one and get to 500 and still finish last in the division because they're trying to make up so much ground and let, and let's face it, given what we've seen, it's, it appears to me unlikely that they're going to go on that type of a run. Um, so, you know, Jones is thinking we got to build. I, I do think as poor as the record is, I mean, they only won three times in 14 games last year. They only have three wins in 11 this year. As poor as the record is, I do think they're better than last year. It's I think last year, especially when they got to those three games in seven days to end the season, I think some players had checked out a bit. I'm not saying the majority. 
I, I'm not even going to say, you know, a significant number, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure some players had maybe lost a little bit of interest in the season. I don't sense that this year. They seem to be competing pretty hard. Uh, you know, I, I, I hear good things about the attitude in the Elks locker room. So, so that's important, but yes, I mean, where are we going this year and what does this trade say about the rest of the season? So we'll see how it all plays out on uh, Monday, 780-496-0063, if you want to chime in. All right, a little bit of hockey talk. Some Oilers players skating downtown, the informal skates they're uh, using to get ready. The biggest name out there is Leon Dreisaitl, and prospect Dylan Holloway is out there. The uh, first-round pick from the draft that was held in October of 2020. Of course, the calendar got pushed around because of the pandemic, and... uh, Holloway uh, discussed making his NHL debut in the playoffs in the West Final in June. It was definitely a big jump. Uh, I, always, I, I don't know, it's kind of funny. I was telling people like before the game, I felt felt great. I was like, this is unbelievable. Like, I can't wait. This is so exciting. And then warm up, I got out there. I felt great. I was like, I, I didn't feel nerves at all. And then as soon as we stepped out for like the anthem and the whole crowd was going nuts, I was like, holy like, holy crap, like, this is insane. Um, so I definitely had a little bit of nerves. But, yeah, those two weeks, I was, I was actually, like, up with the team just skating every day. Um, like, all the scratch players, we weren't, weren't playing, obviously. But on the off days and, like, after practice, we, they'd be skating us quite a bit. So our conditioning was good. But, yeah, it was a great experience. Part of uh, Holloway's journey over the last year and a bit, that scaphoid injury in the wrist, he had to have a couple of surgeries to get that repaired. He did eventually join the Bakersfield Condors before coming up to the Oilers for the playoffs last season. And uh, Holloway was asked today how his wrist is doing. It's feeling a lot better, that's for sure. Um, like I don't have to tape it anymore skating, and I sh- like shooting's fine now, so it's, it's good. Um, obviously, there's still a little bit of complications with like the full range of motion, that kind of thing, but don't really need it too much for hockey. So as long as I can shoot and take a one to you, I'm fine, so... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Holloway in Bakersfield last season, eight goals, 22 points in 33 games. Uh, A couple of pretty good years at the University of Wisconsin. He was the MVP of the AJHL playing for Okotoks in 2018-2019, 14th overall by the Oilers in 2020. Certainly a player to watch. Uh, You know, good reports on uh, on his all-round game, on his work ethic, probably more advanced with checking and defensive play than other players of that age. You, that's, you know, I'm sure he's still going to have to learn some stuff, but perhaps a little more advanced there. We were talking last night, Stoff and I were talking about it earlier today on Oilers Now. That's every day on 6.30, Chet, from noon to 2, about the, how many goals could the Oilers score this season. Bob put out his projections for every player. I, you know, I, I think that the Oilers are going to score at least a little bit more than last year when they got to 285, because I think most players can meet or exceed what they did last year. Uh, and then uh, Holloway's an interesting one. Like as, as now a rookie, I don't know if he's going to be on the team at the start of the year, 
but I would think by Christmas or into the new year, he's going to be a full-time member of the team, and he's he's going to be playing in the top nine, and he's going to be expected to contribute a little bit. I mean, can he come in and hit, I don't know, even, even around 10 or something like that, and there's a boost in goals and somebody scoring from a, from a depth position that you haven't had in recent years with the Oilers. So that is a name to watch. Broberg's a name to watch. Um, you know, Nima Lina, uh, Sam Rukoff, some of those players as, as, as well, could they be ready to take a step forward and uh, and really help the team? A couple guys, defensemen, who aren't going to be uh, scorers so much, but I think uh, you know where I'm going here with some of the younger players within the Oilers organization. All right, it is 7.44. It's time to do something really fun. Probably one of the highlights of uh, not just my broadcasting career, but my life overall. It's a little segment we've had going now my goodness, Kellen, we've been doing this a while. We might be coming up on two years doing this off. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's something we're we're really proud of because Kellen and I have a lot of ideas that are probably never going to get executed, like doing the show from a barge floating down the Pembina River or producing the television show CSI Vegreville, which I think would be a great show. Uh, so this is called Name the Animal. So it's uh, it, it's kind of it's kind of the rules are kind of complicated. So I'll explain them. And just try to keep up if you're scoring at home. So earlier today, Kellen went to the 630 Chet Animal Sanctuary, which is adjacent to the 630 Chet Broadcasting Compound. And he did one of two things. And obviously he can't tell me because that might tip me off as to what animal this is. He either recorded the animal and what sound it makes, or he actually physically brought the animal into the control room with him. Uh, so he's either going to play the sound that he recorded or prompt the animal live in the control room to make it sound. And uh, I'm sitting here in my basement. I got to guess or figure out, I guess not guess, hopefully it's an educated guess. I got to name the animal. What animal is making that noise? This all started when the elks didn't have a name, but we were pretty sure the elks, we were they were going to be called the elks so we were playing the elk sound on the radio and i had no idea that that's the sound an elk made so from there we thought okay let's play animal noises and i'll try to guess what the animal is so it's called name the animal now again you can participate calling in texting in dming me writing me a letter shouting at your radio you can participate but this is not something where a listener can win a prize. This is purely for educational and entertainment purposes. And we promise it will be both. So that's how Name the Animal works. I, I hope that's clear to everybody. And Kellen, I will turn it over to you and the animal. Here we go. Well, it can't be that easy. That's going to be a chicken. Yes, uh, it is a chicken, but uh, you can oh. uh, take a guess. Is it a rooster or is it a hen? You got a 50-50 oh, I got to get more there. specific? Yes. Oh, rooster or hen. I don't have to get, like, more, like, the exact breed of the chicken or whatever it's called. Like, no. Like, I just Google chicken. Like, there's leghorn chickens. There's Sussex chickens. There's Polish chickens. There's Plymouth Rock chickens. I just, is it a rooster or a hen? Mm. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say it's a hen. Correct. There you go. 50-50. You got the right 50, so there you go. Well, that might be – that. that's probably the easiest one. There have been a couple I've gotten on the first – like, what, what was the one I got? I got walrus. You got walrus, yeah. Unexpectedly got walrus. Uh, and a couple I got pretty uh, pretty early on. But when you were playing – because I often think it's a bird. 
And I wondered if you were trying to like double cross me there, play, playing something that sounded like a chicken, and then it was actually you know a, an alligator reading the Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. Mm. By actually, the way, alligators are huge <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe fans. I don't know if people do that. Yeah, I don't. I, I they don't love their Poe. I don't know about any alligators or that stuff, but uh, it was a chicken, and now it is my dinner for tonight. So there we go. Oh my! See, you have to go and make it dark. <laughs> You brought it into the studio, and uh, did you name him Nuggets? <laughs> no, Fingers. <laughs> like like Raleigh day. Fingers, but it's Fingers. For, for your pet chicken, Nuggets or Fingers? Oh, my goodness. We could be offending people, but uh, oh, well. Uh, 780-496-0063. That is our world-famous segment we got we have to have a theme song or, or something for that. <laughs> colton texted and says that's a laying hen so he's the he's the only one that's texted in with a, any type of hen that is and since he is a farmer we will bow to his wisdom with that so sorry who wrote that in colton oh colton from lack the bish who yeah. named the yeah. calf uh, reed last year yeah well, that was amazing. Uh, that was uh, that's name the animal. We'll see what else we can get up to when we come back. You're listening to Six Thirty Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Oh my God! I gotta get up and dance. That's that weird part during the wedding reception where everybody just kind of (laughs) stumbles around, you know. (laughs) I feel like I'm at a wedding. We better play Cadillac Ranch next to do a line dance. (laughs) People still... Get that queued up for the end of the show, sure. Yeah, three weeks. I haven't been to a wedding in a while. Like, not just because of COVID. Just most people who I, I know who... Uh, would be getting married, have already got married, but now well, it's I, been I a busy summer for me for that. Me. I've I've been to a couple already, so yeah. Oh yeah. Did they play the chicken dance? Yep. Did they play Cadillac Ranch? Yep. And they also played Redneck Girl as well. Old See, Bellamy we should we'll, maybe we should do this. La- we'll do this later in the week, like yes. the songs that are still played at every wedding. Like I'm thinking, old time rock and roll would be up there. Macarena. Uh. Well, I just, well, Footloose probably gets played a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I feel like those would be big ones. I mean, maybe Summer of 69, Little Canadiana, something yep. by Adams. Well, and how many couples have had everything I do, I do it for you as, like, their first dance out there. That's, you know, pretty popular with... Yeah, I don't know what the first uh, dance is going to be at the at the wedding. I'm, uh, I, I'm not sure what type of music they're into. Could be polka. Could it could be a polka? It could be the chicken dance. For their, chicken wouldn't dance. that be romantic? <laughs> what was your first dance? Ah, chicken dance. No, like what was your your first dance as a couple? Not a song that they played during. No, it was the chicken dance. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Yeah, Roadhammer. Uh, Roadhammer texted in and says he tells you that Jesse's girl gets played a lot at a wedding uh, reception as well. And I can. That's a classic. That. Yes, that is a classic. And I'm thinking, yeah. you know, that the the couple, the music they like might have something to do with what the DJ or, or band selects, I suppose. I'm, I've, I've never organized a wedding. Surprise, surprise. Been to a few. But I'm thinking that regardless of the genre of music that the couple is interested in, songs that would get played 
no matter what. And mm-hmm. I, I would think the chicken dance would be in the top 10. I, I Old time rock and roll to me comes to mind. Like everybody knows that one. It's fun to dance to. And even if you like country music, uh, I would think that one is still fun to dance to. What else do we have uh, written in tonight? Uh, just to clean out the rest of the inbox here tonight. Uh, yeah, there's another one from an anonymous texter. I knew the bride when she used to rock and roll. I have no idea who does the who did that song, but yeah, yes, I I've heard that it a song, few times. Though. I can't yeah, remember exactly. Who it. Uh, it's a bunch of man. Every breed of chicken is showing up on the text. <laughs> <laughs> amazing <laughs> uh, and dan yeah. texted in with an ice cream uh, uh text saying by far the best ice cream i have ever had uh tasted in my life is fresh gelato in germany fresh italian gelato is undoubtedly uh marvelous now hold on people are writing in varieties like specific varieties of chicken mm-hmm. like what for example uh kevin has texted in rhode island red yeah, classic chicken. I breed. got an unknown saying Cornish. <laughs> the Cornish hen. Yes, okay. This is, you know, Gord Steinke's retiring today. Yes. Uh, someday I'll, I'll retire. As I, as I joked when I did take time off at some holidays this summer, it's not a holiday. It's practicing for retirement. Right. The people are going to say, Reed, what episode of in- – is there an episode of Inside Sports that really stands out? And I'm going to say – The chicken. You know, that one night we did name the animal, and it was a chicken. And then the audience texted in specific varieties of chickens. And it made me a little emotional. And it made me hungry. It, well, you're always hungry, I think. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was uh, a yeah, great show. That was, uh, that was really good. I'm kind of speechless about the reaction to our uh, chicken song and the, and the chicken dance and just everything else we covered. We did have a lot of serious stuff on the show tonight. Chris Jones was on talking about the trade. Uh, more set up for the Labor Day Classic on the next couple of nights here on Inside Sports. By the way, there will be a live edition of Inside Sports Monday night after the football game. So a lot of times on holidays, we might have a best of or something like that. But uh, no, Monday I'll be with you live to react to the Labor Day Classic and we'll have some special guests as well. So Chris Jones was on, Dave Campbell, Brock Ralph, big high school game. Harry Ainley against St. Francis Footfield Friday at 4.30. That might be a fun one for uh, for you to watch to start your long weekend if you're looking for some sports. Okay, Dave's the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy is your studio producer. And uh, the chickens are provided by Dan's Dancing Chickens just south of Beaumont. My name's Reed. Take care.